This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Sour Patch Karate Kids. Sour, sweep the leg, gone. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, those who identify as non-binary, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that gets really quiet. The music fades away. And then it's just like, <laughs> like a, a big spooky ghost. It scares like, the fuck out of it you. It just jumps out of your fucking yeah. face. Hard pan over to like a screaming child. Yeah, like some red dickhead ghost that's just like, <laughs> and it's going to make you go, oh. I'm Matt. I'm Zach. And today we're going to talk about jump scares. Mm-hmm. So, jump scares. Ah, Okay, Beautiful, beautiful jump scares. How they've ruined horror. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and defend jump scares. I don't plan to. I have like, but, w- I have like two jump scares that I want to talk about that I think are good, and they're not from horror movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I have some points to make about like why jump scares are like necessary I in do. horror films. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's something to gain. Yeah, and understand why they became so popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, w- would you like to? Would you like to start? Come on, go on, come on. What do you want to do first? You want to do like why they're bad or why they're good? I think we should do. <laughs> I think we should do good. Just good because, or bad? Just because we know, like as horror fans, we know that jump scares are horrible. Right. Well, so let's, like we'll let's, end on that. Well, let's understand too a little bit about you know like the change you know mm-hmm. like why jump scares started to become so popular mm-hmm. so one of the things that i looked up during you know like i think one of the most like one of the first recorded jump scares was from cat people mm-hmm. um and it, one of the things that somebody took away from that was this idea of you know like it's it's the sudden burst of fear mm-hmm. you know like that being a really really creative way at that time to say like we want to be able to invoke some quick fear to be yeah. like here's a scary cat person it's like whoa and it's like that was out of nowhere. It like caught people off guard. It made people pay attention to the movie more. It's like there's there's definitely a value in a sense like that. Yeah, it definitely like it's an it's it's a in retrospect because it's been overused to absolute shit. Yeah. But like if you look at it not in terms of like how it's ruining horror movies, but mm. in terms of like how it's like as a design how it is it's actually relatively smart because like it will constantly keep viewers on edge right it creates a lot of good tension that way yeah when you take away like the music and you're kind of just like walking because yeah i mean like one of the things that i found to be really interesting about that is the fact that it's like creating a sense of familiarity with the character yeah because it's like well now you're walking with them too and it's like you're also like they're the characters tense and you're tense because you don't know what's fucking happening so it's like there's a really great sense of you know like kind of viewer buy-in to mm-hmm. be like oh my god you know like i'm in this situation too yeah oh and like god. you said it it breaks up the tension because like if you have like a jump scare in a film you know then you're kind of safe for like another like five to 20 minutes before like yeah. anything else happens so you can build up that tension again when it's done right mm-hmm. and i say that sparingly with, sparingly with a hard underline when it's done right yeah because there definitely are like points in times where it's like especially with a new age horror it's just absolutely destroying everything however right. there is like a sense to it too where it's like with jump scares like we said, like 
where it's kind of like baiting you in. There's actually mm-hmm. a term for it called um, breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. So okay. breadcrumbing is literally like like think of like Jaws. Well, that's the that's the one example I was going to talk about yeah. that I think is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Are are you talking about the same one of like where like, where like when the music starts swelling, you know that there's going to be like a shark attack? Yeah, like the da da da, and then it start it starts to build. Right, and then the other idea too is like like think of in the Friday the Thirteenth movies where it's like the ch 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 ch. Yeah, it's like you know when you hear that. That Jason's about to kill. Right. I mean, that's a really cool, like, musical cue to be mm-hmm. like, oh my God, something's going to start happening now. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a really good way of doing it. And I think for, like, Jaws, my example was of him, like, throwing the chum in the water and it's like the shark just comes up. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, here's the shark. Like, that's cool. And it's, a, and it is technically a jump scare because here it is, is that it's quiet. He's just throwing the, like the fish heads in the water Mm -hmm. and then it's like boom now it pops up yeah but it's done in a tasteful way of being like oh shit here's the shark now yeah where it's like and even in that one it's like there's no music added it's just like literally the shark pops up right so it's it's not invoking this thing where it's like again hollywood has done to absolute hell Mm -hmm. where it's like using music in order to add to the jump scare when like you can have a scene like in jaws where it's like you don't need the music you can literally just have something being shown on screen and then terrify you well i think that's really good too because it's like one of the things that really resonated with me when i was looking into this more Mm -hmm. was that same sentiment where it's like if jump scares then become less about what's actually supposed to be scary Mm -hmm. and then it just becomes more about like the music or someone yelling more so the noise i would right it's more about like like, we just talked about Lake Cucamongo, and yeah. it's like, that movie, it's like, the one jump scare it has is because it's really fucking loud. Yeah. It's not because it's, like, here supposed to be, like, your corpse basically walking towards you, which is a really scary thing. Yes. It becomes more about, here's loud noise, mm-hmm. and then you just get startled rather than, like, actually appreciating what's supposed to be scaring you. Yeah, like, you, you look at something like The Strangers, mm-hmm. which in my opinion, has, like, a really, really unique jump scare because it's not really a jump scare, but it is at different points depending on, like, who's watching it. And it is that scene where it's, like, I forget her name, but fucking Liv Tyler's daughter yeah, um, is in, like, the kitchen, and the main stranger with, like, the bag over his head is just in the background Mm -hmm. and it's this cool idea where it's like there is no music there is no like close-up shot there is no cue that he's there he's just in the background and once you as the viewer finally like see it and notice it then it becomes like a oh fuck where that's a jump scare to you because like you've noticed it at a different point than everybody else and then you can point it out to a friend and then they can be scared by it Right. It's so referred to as dramatic irony when we as the viewers know something that the characters don't. Yeah. Which also a good example to that too is that I think about like the fireplace scene in um, Hereditary. Yeah. Where it's like the son's walking through. He finds his dad all charred with the mm-hmm. book. And it's like you see her in the corner. Yes. And she doesn't particularly run out right away mm-hmm. and start shouting. But it's like what you're mentioning. It's like the tension to say like, oh shit, she's there. When is she going to start running? Yeah. Rather than like, it's just like, uh, 
It just popped out of nowhere. And and Hereditary actually has like a jump scare that like is worthwhile because like like literally right after that scene, there's like a pin drop, mm-hmm. and then there is a music cue where it's just like a loud kind of like meh sound yeah. to it, and she runs from out of the opposite corner right. at him. But I feel like that's deserved because the entire movie has been building up tension, showing like these subtle cues and having something like that right beforehand where yeah. you're noticing it at a different point. So that movie can do a jump scare because it's well, it's actually well deserved at that point. Yeah, that's a big part too that I think about with jump scares is mm-hmm. that, you know, like rather than it just be like normal, normal movie, normal things are happening, and then it's like, boom, scary. It's yeah. like, it then becomes more of a, when it's done well, mm-hmm. of like, well, do I still feel tense regardless? Do yeah. I still feeling that tension throughout the movie? And then this just happens. Yeah. Rather than it's like nothing, and it's all fucking peaches and cream, and then a spooky ghost pops out. And you look at like some really, really great horror movies in the past where it's like, you know, you look at like the original Omen mm-hmm. had like, I think three jump scares in the film yeah you have the shining which had i think two i would say uh well the more scatman crothers dies yeah that's pretty that's a jump scare and that's yes. pretty good because mm-hmm. it is more of like him just walking throughout the hotel and then jack comes out with a fucking axe yeah what's and the, then danny the riding around like in yeah the, um, like on his trike and then takes the corner well i love that too because like my example that i said before of like when it's done well mm-hmm. is that same thing sa- it's that same way of like we're following this character together yeah so we're also going through here too and it's like when he sees the twins like we're also freaked out because we're following it along with them yeah and that's deserved and then you have something like the witch mm-hmm. by robert edgars where it's like there is i think one jump scare in the entire film which i i I want to say yeah, I'm trying to I'm struggling to think. Um I w- I would probably say like the one jump scare is when like the son like walks through the woods and he comes across like the witch's hut and like she like yeah. grabs him. Yeah. I would I'm if I had to think of one too I'd also think of like when Black Philip slams into the dad. Yeah. Like that's pretty out of like he just kind of runs off screen and just hits him and you're like, "Oh shit." Yeah. But so. it's like you have instances where like these movies don't need jump scares. They can rely on tension. Right. And much to like how last week you talked about like when we were talking about like subgenres, you mentioned psychological horror where mm-hmm. it's like something like Silence of the Lambs has no jump scares in it and yet can still be terrifying. Right. It's and even too like as us just who appreciate really good horror, mm-hmm. that's where it comes in, where it's like, we don't need a cheap scare to be able to feel scared. We can actually feel scared through tension, through characters, through lighting, through, like, situations. Because ultimately, too, like, that's the big part of, like, what a jump scare is. It's just meant to be able to make you afraid really quick. Yeah. And I think, too, like, because I, I had written down, like, some of the ones that, like, I thought were, like, really well-deserved. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, Again, too, like, this is the whole thing. Like, you have something like the original Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. Fantastic movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It has 22 jump scares in it. Yeah. But they're kind of Mm well-deserved. Like, it's built up in a situation where it's like, yeah, it's a jump scare, but it's like it's adding to the story. It's not just doing this just because. Right. And that's where, like, that was, like, Evil Dead is great. 
Um, I think about two. I don't think you've ever seen it, but the original, um, the thing from another world. No, I haven't seen that. There's like this really cool and kind of funny thing where it's like throughout the entire movie they bumped up like the sound for everybody like opening doors, so it's like very clearly like like turning the yeah. knob and then type sound, and they do it for about like an hour until finally they open the door and the thing is there like mm. in the doorway. That's cool. And it's like okay, that's that's well deserved. Yeah, cuz they're setting it up for you but you they, don't know it. They've set it up the entire movie of you kind of like subconsciously being afraid of like okay, what's behind that door because it's right. such a louder experience or kind of building some safety cuz you could be like, oh, well, the door's just loud. Yeah. And then it's like, well, it's loud and then it becomes louder because of the monster. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Exorcist 3. Yeah. Fucking love that movie. Best, one of the best jump scares yep. ever Snap, in film. Snap, zoom in, the fucking music hits. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's dessert. It even has the fake jump scare of that one guy being like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I'm going to report you. What's your name? And it's like, and I love that too because it gives away, like, it's kind of like a swerve. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like the actual one. Yeah. But I really like what you said before too of like a jump scare progressing the story mm-hmm. rather than it just being like, oh, he jumps out and you're scared, aren't you? But it's like, well, does it actually help like bring the story closer? Yeah, and that's the thing too is like jump scares as a whole can appeal to a wider audience of horror. Yeah, because of course. Unlike people, like there are, like I would say like we're in the minority here where it's like, we like kind of slow burn horror. Yeah, where it's we, like we appreciate can, the tension. It can be methodical and it can build the tension, and then you get like that payoff of a scare at the end, mm-hmm. where most people don't really like that. They want to be scared throughout the entire thing. Right. So it's like jump scares will keep a general audience more in tune with the film and build up that kind of like endorphin of like, oh my god, like here comes like the next scare. Right. And I mean, I think about even to like how you. You know, they make videos of that shit of like people watching a movie and then they're like, and it's like, it's like, it's kind of fun then to be like, oh, well, you get to watch them get scared. That was but the entire, there's no art. That was the entire basis of like the trailer for the original Paranormal Activity too. Yeah. Was it wasn't showing the actual film as a trailer. It was showing the audience in like dark vision freaking out to moments of the movie. Right. Which that movie's boring. So yeah. Like, the last five minutes are where everything is. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of times, too, where it's like I think about, like, jump scares, like you said. Like, it's cheap. It's supposed to be, and it does convey a lot because it doesn't have to be building up to anything. It doesn't have to be, like, setting up something to be really, you know, smart. Mm -hmm. It just has to fucking scare the shit out of you out of nowhere. Yeah. And I think about, like, other things, too. Like, when we talk about, like, Skinamarink, which is a really good version for both of us of, like, just... I'm sitting there sweating bullets the whole time. Yeah, Nothing's because, happening, yeah. but I'm afraid something will happen. Mm-hmm. And then when it, something does happen, it's deserved because I'm already feeling that the whole time. Yeah, like you feel tense the entire film. Right. But then you have other stuff like we were talking about where it's like, I think about those fucking like the nun or like insidious. Yeah. I have stuff about those, so don't worry. Oh, like, okay. No, go ahead it, then. Um, yeah, because I feel like at this point, like it's time to talk about like what's wrong with jump scares. Yeah. And well, we didn't just do all that? Kind of. <laughs> we more so talked on like what the bright side of jump scares are. I don't I think all of my points I just made were against jump scares. Well, yeah, like I said they were cheap. Overall, <laughs> How is that good? <laughs> overall, I agree. Like I think that jump scares are like 
horrible for horror and it's ruining the franchise or not the franchise the genre yeah but it is kind of necessary in a sense however i did some research so all the things that i just mentioned where it's like you know you have like classic movies like again like the omen that has like three jump scares the Mm -hmm. shining that has like three jump scares the original Exorcist has like about ten jump scares, I think. Yeah, I can't um, too much on that. Blair Witch Project has like zero. No, it has the one. Mm-hmm. The standing the witch in the at corner. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. That's kind of a scary moment. Kind of. It's not real. It's, it's well, not it pans like, over to him standing in the corner, so it's kind of like, oh shit. Yeah, but like all these, like basically like horror classics that mm-hmm. like don't really have any, and then you have like new age stuff where it's like. So, Paranormal Activity 5, <laughs> fuck off, 29 jump scares in it. Yeah. Which translates to, ev- because it's like an hour and a half long, so every five minutes there's a jump scare. Yeah, that's too much. That's just like exhausting. Freddy vs. Jason, 24. Ah, oh, Jesus, that movie. Annabelle 2, 23. Who cares? The Nun, 22. Garbage. Yeah. And then this brings me to my point where it's like, the overuse mm-hmm. of jump scares to me, makes me think that, like, the director doesn't know how to scare me. Yeah, Be- it, it makes it feel like this is a, like, we'll do it, because mm-hmm. then we, we don't have to really think about it. We can just put the scary ghost or the nun who's got the creepy teeth. Yeah, so, like, yeah. it's not it's not really invoking fear. It's not making me feel tense. It's just the director being like, oh, I can, like, I can bump up the volume and then right. close cut to like some creepy thing to scare you, but in actuality, that's not really scaring me. That's like startling me. I think the best analogy that I saw getting ready for this was like somebody related jump scares to like a gun going off, where it's like you hear it and it's like you'll quickly turn and mm-hmm. you'll kind of like pinpoint where the noise is and you'll be like, oh shit, that's loud. Yeah. But. I mean, that's that's, that's all. And then once you Unless realize, they point the gun at you. Yeah, well, that's what we talk that's about. That's real fear, then. That's real fear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like, that's what I think about, where it's like, it's it invokes that quick, like, the amygdala is like the fear center of the brain. So it's like, that's that quick kind of, like, neuron snap where it's like, oh, shit, there's the fear. Mm-hmm. But then the shitty part about it, to me also, too, like, I think about, like, the shitty part about jump scares is two things. Like, one, once you identify what it is, Unless it's actually pretty creepy. Yeah. Like, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And Unless it's got that, like, oh, shit, what the fuck is that type feel yeah. to it. It doesn't last more than that two seconds. Right. And which the- isn't really scary then. Yeah. It, again, brings up that kind of feeling of startled. Right. And it's like, I can be startled. It's not going to get me fully. It's just going to get me for that second. Like, right. do you, do you want to get me for a second or do you want to get me for 90 minutes? And that's my other point, too, which is, like, what I feel like what happens with movies that, like, you just mentioned are heavy and jump scares. Mm-hmm. They become, like, diluted to the point where it's, like, they're not memorable and they don't really have a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch a movie and then you get jump scared a lot, like, you go back to it and it's, like, it's very easy to then be, like, oh, the, well, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, they become predictable. To the point where it's like you can just sit there and be like, oh, here's another jump scare. And then, like, it loses the value behind it. Yeah. And again, like how I kind of mentioned before, it's like a big part of it is the music. Yeah. Like, it's it's the noise amplifying and it's like the music being, like, cranked up. Like, 
I I was like doing a little bit of research and like there was one person that like made me think of a movie that I'd never really thought about before. But is it Lord of the Rings? No. With creepy Bilbo? No. Um, but that is that that was like a weird that is a weird jump scare that it like is. isn't necessary, <laughs> but like it does get you. It's the one I think about often. Yeah. Um <laughs> so the remake of uh Pet Cemetery. Okay. In the trailer, like it's the family like going to the house and then about like fifteen seconds in, there's like a massive tractor trailer that like flies by and mm. like I, I I would assume that it hits the kid but like the way that they amplified the sound of like the tractor trailer was kind of like you would you would notice a tractor trailer coming it's not just yeah. gonna be like dead quiet and then immediately when it's in front of you then you hear it right ghosts and shit like that makes sense but like when it comes to like vehicles like mm-hmm. fuck off yeah, unless and it's like a Prius, which under five miles an hour, it's silent. Yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but um, the the one that like always stuck with me, like since I was probably I I want to say like thirteen or fourteen when this movie came out, but um, the Woman in Black. Oh, that fucking movie! That movie ruined horror for me for a very long time. I didn't watch. I went to go watch Chronicle. I know in the you, movie you, theater over. I know because you were supposed to watch it with me and my girlfriend at the time, yeah. and you were like, "Nah, fuck this movie." Yeah, fuck that movie. I went to go watch Chronicle, and Chronicle is the most movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. So, um, <laughs> so in in Woman in Black, it's back to back jump scare, because because yeah. like the first like twenty minutes, it's like. Um, Daniel Radcliffe's character like walks into like the the broken down mansion, and isn't like the dog? Isn't there like a so, dog? N- no. So there's actually like the faucet goes off first on its own, mm. which was like a jump scare because like it zooms in right to it, and then 13 seconds later, a crow hits the window, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, wow, really? Like you're gonna double jump scare me, and now it's like. Like, that's the best that you can do. Yeah. Like, early on in a film, which I get it. Like, horror movies, you have to build it. So, like, usually the first 20 minutes and then the last five minutes before the credits roll are calm. Mm-hmm. But, like... Oh, fuck that, by the way. But can finish Yeah, but, like, I, that's I what you're going to do to, like, get me hooked early on. Yeah. Like, that's not anything. That that always stuck with me where it's, like, mm-hmm. that's that's just, again the feeling of production companies and like movie companies that like are pushing this system down our throats of like, this is what will scare people because this is what gets people in seats. Right. Cause then you're going to want to go get scared to the point where it's like, you just get that cheap thrill yeah, rather than actually appreciating the art. But the thing that you reminded me of too is like, fuck the jump scare at the end of the movie. Where it's like the bleh, and yeah. then it's like the movie ends. Like, uh, what was the one with fucking Ethan Hawke and the oh sinister? Yeah. yeah, fuck that fucking movie. Where it's like that's the stupid ending if he like falls in front of the camera and you're like whoa. Yeah, and it's like it's terrible. It's, yeah, it's fucking tripe. The movie's not that bad, but like no. the jump scares in it are bad. Yeah, but it's like nothing to it. Like actually, a decent jump scare in that film is like the home video of like the kid mowing the lawn at night, and then after like. I want to say like 30 seconds, he just runs over his family with the lawnmower. Yeah. It's like, that's actually pretty good. Like, that's a decent jump scare. Yeah. Yeah. Jump scares are okay. Also, too, shout outs to um, Mike Flanagan just completely taking the piss out of 
jump scares. Uh, the first episode, The Midnight Club, where mm-hmm. it's like one of the kids is like telling their story. Yeah. He has like, it's something where it's like 15 jump scares in a minute because he's like making fun of like the fact that it's like this is a terrible way of <laughs> making art. Yeah. And like, I really appreciate him just being like, haha, I'm going to, because then it becomes comical, which as we're talking about too, where it's like, and you mentioned with the woman in black, it almost becomes that point of like, well, it's two jump scares in a row. Like, this is just silly now. Yeah. And even like Scream, like being so meta that it was like, it's actually making fun of jump scares a lot too yeah. in the film where it's like, it's almost back to back to back because like, it's trying to joke at the fact of like how jump scares are used in horror. Right. Which in itself too, like what we're talking about where it's like to us, I mean, that's what a jump scare really is. It's just a cheap way to get scared but in reality, it's a joke of yeah. really conveying the art of horror. Yeah, um, it's it's like I I look at films like again like how I mentioned like Hereditary, The yep. Witch, The Shining, Silence of the Lambs, where it's like they build that tension. Mm-hmm. So anything that happens feels well deserved. Yeah, and ninety nine percent of horror films don't do that. Right, uh, you you couldn't have said it better. Like I horror movies need to feel deserved. Mm-hmm. Like the scares need to be deserved. And when they're not, they suck. Yeah. Also, too, like, uh, I don't know why this just popped in my head randomly. You remember that part in Smile where it's like the sister comes out and her, like, head flips? Yeah. It's like, that's a kind of scary moment, but I do appreciate how they did it of, like, that it just cuts to her screaming in her car and yeah. then that kid's just looking out the window. It's like... There's ways to do it. Yeah, I don't hate that movie. I no, think, I actually think, I think it's, it's pretty good. I think it's okay. I, I think, think it's, it's a worse It Follows, but it has yes. a better ending than It Follows. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think it's one of the better horror movies that's come out in the last like year. Yeah, there's definitely... Like I said, like that's a very specific one. I think, uh, like, like I said, there's really good moments where people can play on jump scares. They can be vital at times, mm-hmm. but... It can't be overused, and yeah. it can't be every scare. Like yeah. then, it just becomes pointless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, jump scares, man. That's why jump scares suck. Yeah, they fucking suck. Mm-hmm. Be more creative, goddammit. it. Yeah, Matt, you got a recommendation? I do. What do you got? I, do. I don't. I don't know. Oh, video game? Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Well, I want to keep up with like the horror theme, but it's like a game that I I bought, but I haven't played yet. Yeah. But I want to talk about it because it's cool. Mm-hmm. I think you would actually really like it. Uh, it's called World of Horror. Uh-huh. Um, it's like an old school. It re- it's very reminiscent of like old school black and white like text based adventures. Okay. Um, and I believe it has like eight different like stories, and they're all based around like different like people and like facing these very like almost like Lovecraftian events that happen. Okay. But it's cool in terms of like visual novels. That that's the better term for it. Of like, and it has some really cool, you know, like pixelated art of like monsters, and it's like different scenarios of like which door are you going to go into, how are you going to respond to certain situations. So it's it's a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything too, and it just came out on the Switch. So, but I haven't played it yet. Mm. So I mean, it looks good though. Yeah, <laughs> it looks good. Like if you look it up, everybody. I well, haven't if played you just it, take the time to look at it. It's Christmas Day, sir. <laughs> Play World of Horror. Give back to your linens. <laughs> but no, I mean, it really is like, it reminds me a lot of like, kind of like old school, like ring, like that kind of feel to it of like, you know, a lot of close-ups of characters, some spooky monsters. Like, it's cool that you can go around, like reading the different stories. Um, and I know there's like a couple of different ways to like change filters and the way that it looks. So it's a pretty creative idea. Okay. And it's, it's horror. So, you know, eh, yeah, 
Yeah, but I'm playing Yakuza Gaiden. Yes. Yeah, the so. man who sold his name. <laughs> so that game's really good. I'm playing that one. But yeah. yeah, let's just, for the sake of a theme and what this November, this glorious horror November. Yeah. <laughs> let's say World of Horror. Check mm. it out. It's cool. If you look at the trailer, look at the art style. And if you really appreciate, you know, like visual storytelling, like it's cool. Okay. World of Horror. Cool. Matt, what are we doing next? Oh, I don't know, Zach. I don't I don't know. Yeah, you do. You I know just you. wish, you know, like when we're doing this podcast, you just you would just talk to me more, you know? Oh, talk to me? Talk to me. Oh, I fucking Dude, I've been wanting to fucking watch it for a while now. I've heard nothing but good things about and it. And when we were watching Lake Cucamongo and you were like, Oh, talk to me's on here, I was like, Boom. Yeah. Fucking got it. We're watching this shit. Yeah, I, I I've seen A twenty four has put it out of like on their website, and I know you can buy it. I really want, like, the hand. Yeah, the hand looks cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also depends on, like, how much I really like this movie, which I, I've i heard a lot of good things about it. I heard it yep. talks about, like, you know, this generation of, like, constantly on their phones and, like, yep. um, using that as a way to kind of, like, communicate with each other. So I, I've been really interested in seeing this. Yep. So we're going to we're gonna do that next. Cool. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Matt. Roll the credits.